guess we can start with, with Jonah returning the ball out of the end zone. Is that something you want to see? It seems like there might be a little disconnect there. The, the disconnect last game was that he he brought it out. Um, he, brought, he was unsure about bringing it out. And uh, the thing that I want to see primarily is that we bring it out with confidence and bring it out with forward momentum. And so that's got to get corrected going forward. The decision of whether to stay in or not can be difficult for the returner to know exactly where he's at. It's hard to know whether he's one yard deep or three yards deep, for example. And so we count on the off returner to do that. And then um, the, the overall philosophy is to be confident as a kickoff return team that we're better than the kickoff team and that we can bring it out of the end zone if it's in the front half. And uh, you know, conversely, on the other side, we want to be better than their kickoff return team and uh, try to leave the ball in play and go down and cover it. Otherwise, how's Jonah doing uh, returning the football? Is he- you know, his last his last uh, big return that was well blocked was uh, was in the Utah game. So I think um, we're behind as a kickoff return unit. I wouldn't at all put that on Jonah. I still have a high level of confidence in him. Let's talk a little bit about the safeties. Just this, this is a game where they've got to be really disciplined coming mm-hmm. up against Boise State. Talk about how they're doing in that area. Yeah, Boise's a, a chunk offense. That's what they've traditionally been. They show that to be again this year. If they're not, uh, you know, they, if they don't get big plays in games, that's when they kind of struggle on offense. And so a big part of that is the safeties being on point and making sure that when we're in our check defenses that we have the right defense called and the right communications made. How do you feel your safeties have done from the beginning of the year to now? Um, well, I mean, the safeties are a part of the team, and the team the team is not meeting expectations and not getting wins. So, you know, like, uh, for example, last week uh, – you know, Utah State gets seven takeaways on us. Our defense didn't get enough takeaways. So that's the way that uh, that we see it on defense is that we have to contribute to a winning effort. So the answer to your question cannot be, hey, we're doing great, and uh, but our record sucks. We have to lead the team to a good record. Were you pleased to see Micah Hanneman's film study pay off with that pick six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he did a good job uh, with the film study. And then uh, in, in between, on the first series, we had a little bit of trouble with that bubble screen out of the same formation, and so he made the correction and uh, was able to step in front of it. Is Marvin Hefo still playing to expectations after the great LSU game? He, he is, yeah. He's playing really well. He did not appear last game at the safety position, um, mostly because with the exception of the first drive, we'd really started to play well on defense, have a lot of three and outs or at least short series. And uh, so I didn't get a lot of rotation going at the safety position, but I still am highly confident in his ability to come in and play well. That nickel package, do you have more of an involvement with that with your safeties or is that more on the cornerbacks? The nickel, the first team nickel back is Mike Shelton, which is a third corner on the field for us. And the second team nickel back is Tanner Jacobson, which is a third safety. From an assistant coach's perspective, what adjustments do you feel like the offense needs to make? So the, the number one thing for our offense is that we have to find an identity, and that changes for a lot of teams week to week as we decide who's healthy and the opponent that we're facing. And part of that identity has to be to take care of the football first, secure the football. There's, I think, always part of, you know, offensively we call them turnovers, defensively we call them takeaways, and I think that's an important distinction um, to view them in those terms for, those, for that personnel and th- that set of coaches. So offensively we've got to make sure that um, from a ball security standpoint, that we're not turning it over, that we make the defense earn the stops that they get and that we can take full advantage of the things that we have, the advantages that we have. Like um, you know, when we ha- have an advantage at the line of scrimmage, we need to make the other team stop us. 
Coach Peterson is no longer no longer at Boise State, but, but, but Washington. But is, does Boise State still have a lot of the same characteristics as when he was there? Do you still, still see that offensively from them? Especially on offense, they do. Yep, they uh, they have a, they carry a lot of different plays, a lot of different formations, and uh, they want to get the ball out on the perimeter and down the field. They push the tempo. They uh, they they're, they are a lot to prepare for, and it's interesting to see the same formations and plays show up not necessarily multiple times in games. But over the course of the seasons, over a long period of time, you see the same thing show up. How would you categorize their offense? Is it a spread? What kind of offense is it? Multiple faceted? Yeah, I would say that they're personnel-based. Um, when they get into their two and three tight ends and fullback system, they're a pro style of offense. And then when they get into their um, one tight end and three wide receiver sets, then they're a spread style of offense. They play two different quarterbacks significantly. And so they're a gun spread passing team with one with one of their quarterbacks, and then they're a gun spread QB run team with the other one. What are the aspects that, that you guys as coaches have, have zeroed in on that you do like that you can build off of? Um, the guys come uh, well um, ready to prepare every day, and so um, that's encouraging. As a coach, I've been in programs and in seasons where uh, the, the daily – task is to pick the guys up and convince them that the season is worth going on and that this week we can win. That's not the case with our guys. They're very frustrated. They're very motivated to go back to work. They want to prove themselves. They want to prove that they can be a good football team and finish with a victory. You coached Keon at, at Southern Utah. He's up for that Campbell Trophy, the semifinalist. What makes him such a great student? He Well, he works really hard at it. I think I think that's number one. I, um, he, he's much more intelligent than I am. Not so. It's not really fair for me to judge his intelligence level, but I, I know for sure that he works really hard. What do you expect of him based on that ability to work hard? Does it carry obviously carries over to the field so he can play? It does. Yeah, he's he's. Um, uh, oftentimes, as coaches, we talk about guy making sure that we have guys on the field who are reliable and that will do the right thing in the right way. And he's one of those guys that just does things the right way, and he does the right thing a, a higher percentage of time than most. I'm a philosophy, just philosophical, philosophy question. Ed, the the defense has had a couple of games this year, LSU and Wisconsin, where it appeared like the opposing offense was really well prepared for what the defense wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The success of the passes, the success of the run game. What do you do philosophy wise there when when you have a team that comes in isn't able to to kind of move the ball like those two teams? Do you change things up? Do you focus more on the individual uh, techniques? Like, what, what do you have to do as far as in those types of situations philosophy-wise? Um, yeah, th- th- certainly we want to change within, within the system that we have. But the number one, the, the common denominator in those two games you mentioned is that we were not able to, to put the opponent in a negative or no-gain play in the running game. And so when a team can, can throw the ball in what we call a control-down situation, and, uh, and, and we're not into our passing sets, then that's when you see really high numbers of completion percentage. Um, most teams in a, in a first, and down, first and ten situation or second and five situation, if they drop back to pass, they can have some modest success um, you know, and have a high completion rate. But as soon as it gets it, it, defensively, when you can get a team into second and long or third and long, then, then it flips, and, and typically teams have a hard time completing those deeper passes. We were not able to get into second and third and long in those two games, and so you see just a consistent uh, – 
success for the offense in the run game. And then whenever they wanted to throw it, they really had us set into our run defenses trying to stop the run. And so that's one of the things that you were able to do against Utah State and the defense had a lot of success. There. That's right, yeah. And, and the Utah game and the Portland State game, I think all three of those games we were able to, to uh, stop the run at least enough to get them into pass situations. And in those, in, you know, we have four or five calls that wouldn't mean anything to you. Might as well be called Old Brown Shoe. But in Old Brown Shoe defense, we were pretty, we're pretty good against the pass and all those defenses that are in that set. Uh, the key is stopping the run first, particularly the way that our base defense operates is, is to gang up and put a lot of guys on the run and we leave our defensive backs on an island. When a team Last is question. running the ball well like that, do you look at going to more defensive linemen? More, you know, do you look at changing personnel or, I mean, like, like some of those teams have been able to do? Um, we yeah we do we um, we want to we, we have done that we do do that we went to a four defensive tackle set significantly against um, against Wisconsin and uh, tried to be more stout um, uh, but the reality is just we just haven't been able to stop them I think you know it's a it's really a fool's errand for a coach to try to get more creative when the personnel is struggling uh, we, what we have to do is make sure that we play good sound base defense. Anytime, you know, I, I say it like this, you, you hear the term a lot, double coverage, you know, um, you know, watching television or something like that. Uh, double coverage is, that, uh, that's a fantasy. That, that, that If you're double covering somewhere, then that means you're, you're no covering somewhere else. And so to do that, you'd really have to have a, um, a system of offense that just is, is completely inefficient in one area of their game. And these, these offenses you're talking about, LSU and Wisconsin, at least against us, they were, they were really well-rounded, and we could not uh, bring in five defensive linemen and, and leave a, a defensive back off the field or something like that. That, that wasn't, we didn't feel like that was appropriate. 